From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... Now here's a meeting nobody wanted to watch, and the good thing is, because it looked like a tryout for Cocoon 3. The only thing missing was Steve Gutenberg, John Kerry, and Joe Biden. And the stupid son of a gun that some call president was waiting outside. He missed the whole beginning, and he had to apologize. Great to see you, man. I'm sorry, you're kidding. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? I was standing out there waiting. They're waiting for the idiot. He's standing off stage left, waiting for somebody to tap him. Hey, you with the dementia face, stumble onto the stage, will you please? Great to see you, man. I'm sorry, you're kidding. I'm sorry. Well, not you. Anyway. All right. yeah. And then he does the old man shuffle to his own desk. Couple of old crooks. The only thing missing at that social club was a good card game. In the meantime, they got all kinds of scams and scandals. We're building a clean transportation sector from expanding elect- to uh, electric buses, electrifying uh-huh. our government fleet. of Where's Hump Day Harris? She loves a good electric bus. Of course, she's normally looking for her underpants on it. Vehicles ...to providing new tax credits for making and buying electric vehicles. I don't want a bus. I don't want a bus. You want a bus? I don't want a bus. And I don't want that phony car that sets my garage on fire. I don't want that either. Guess what? Grows the economy. It doesn't grow the economy. Benefits everybody. Hurts nobody. Listen, if I want to know how to set up shield companies, a spider web of corrupt LLCs, Make use out of my crackhead fruit of my loins who has the audacity to bang his dead brother's wife. I'll call the Biden crime family. In the meantime, don't ever give men advice on how to build an economy or what's beneficial economically. All you're good at, whore, is stealing money and prostituting policy. And the walls are starting to close in on your wrinkled ass. But an IRS supervisory special agent, our reporting is, is now claiming to have information about alleged mishandling and political interference in, on, in the ongoing criminal probe of Hunter Biden. Uh, is seeking That person is seeking whistleblower protection to share information with Congress, according to this letter obtained by CNN. Our Sarah Murray just gave our viewers that reporting. And I just wonder if the White House has a comment. We're right now, as you know, we've been very clear to not comment on anything uh, related uh, to any type of investigation. So that is something uh, that we have been very, very diligent about and to refer. Yeah, you don't want to tip them off, huh? That you're the spokes idiot for the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. And the policies all tend to benefit one corrupt country of pretend communists. That own that diaper-wearing dimwit you call boss. I'm going to follow up on the White House's proposal uh, to mandate that two-thirds of all passenger vehicles by the year of 2032 uh, be electric. It's a lot of batteries, obviously. Um, so does the administration have a concrete plan to ensure that those raw materials for these new EVs, um, either through federal support or some type of motivation for the private sector, um, that those EVs... Do they have a plan? Well, you, you, you know the plan. They weaken our country while strengthening the pimps to this whore of corruption, Joe Biden. That's the way the game is played, dummy. Are you not paying attention? Even Joe Manchin's starting to catch up. 
Uh, I take privilege one more time. Madam Secretary, I just want to correct. I just really want to correct this, okay? Okay. Forget about the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Just forget about it. Now, he's talking to a dimwit named Jennifer Granholm, who's never done anything of any sustenance. She's destroyed everything she's ever touched. In fact, she had to buy an EV. She wouldn't drive one until she got the job. And now she's going to tell Joe Manchin how he got scrooged. Because this is what we passed. This is the bill. And this is what you all broke the law by advising, referring back to the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Had nothing to do. This is the IRA we passed. Inflation Reduction Act tells you exactly what you're manufacturing. And he's reading the actual words. But with Joe Manchin, he's a little slow on the uptake. What he doesn't understand is all they need is a bill. The ambiguity in the language. That's where they make their money. That's where their bread is buttered. But he's starting to catch on. After what, 40 years? 40 years in politics, this moron. Of course, he isn't living on a $3 million yacht for nothing. Credits will be. And what they're going to be based on. That's all I'm saying. Follow the law. Well, we have no incentive, I would say. I know you don't. No, no, no. no. Why, I, why did you, why did no you all incentive to rewrite the law is what why I was saying. Why did you all refer to that when it was very clear this is the law? This is what manufacturing is. I think there is a, a difference of opinion among the lawyers about. And there you have it. This soiree, this gangster government, all short in the pants lawyers, slip and fall, never really practice law. But what they knew how to do was bastardize the principles of this nation. And you're at the tipping point where it's starting to fall in. What the actual definition well, it depends is. depends on who's paying the lawyers. <laughs> Welcome to the party, dummy. Like politicians. It's who's bribing them. I mean, after all, that's why you passed the bill. You got bribed, right? Like your daughter when she got in trouble. What did she do again? Oh, big pharma. It was the ass man with the little pumper, right? Selling them for $500. And she brought a little attention to daddy. All of a sudden, you had a problem on your hands. I'd like the IRS to look into all of you crooked bastards. There is breaking news in the federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden's tax returns. An attorney for an IRS supervisor sent a letter to lawmakers today asking for whistleblower protection, saying his client has information that suggests the investigation is being improperly influenced by, quote, preferential treatment and politics. No. You mean the Department of Injustice, along with the forever bothering Italians called the FBI and the IRS are all circling the wagons around the whores that make their jobs lucrative? Shocking. It's fun to watch idiots wake up, isn't it? Here's CBS News chief investigative correspondent Jim Axelrod. My client wants to come forward. Hold on, that's not a common name. You're not related to that guy with the Hitler mustache who used to walk around the Gold Coast before it started getting dangerous. To Congress, he's ready to be questioned about what he knows and what he experienced under the proper legal protections. Attorney Mark Lytle's client is a supervisory special agent at the IRS who's prepared to tell Congress the investigation he's been working on has been hampered by what he thinks is special treatment. Typical steps that a law enforcement investigator would take were compromised because of political considerations. Lytle wouldn't talk in specifics, declining to identify either his client or the target of the investigation his client helped conduct. Can you identify him? I can't at this stage, Jim. But CBS... Now, what's funny is, when's the last time a senator was audited or their portly wives? Like little Dick Durbin and that Viagra Slayer he's married to. You know, she's a lobbyist. When's the last time they were all audited? 
I'd like to see. And I think the son's a lobbyist. Was he ever audited? How about Mike Madigan's short in the pants son? Another lobbyist. Audited? Nah. Seems to me the only people that get audited are the honest people. Seems to me we have an entire industry in this country that is void of all taxation. It's called campaign contributions, political coffers, and K Street. News has learned the investigation the whistleblower worked on is about Hunter Biden. What we're doing is is being completely cooperative. That was Biden two years ago, after the DOJ opened an investigation into his finances. The FBI collected what it believed was sufficient evidence to charge Biden with tax crimes. And last year, Senate's findings to the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Since then, silence. Well, Delaware is a scam state. It only exists for LLC corruption. What, they got four million, four million LLCs all registered, the one fracking building? Here, here's a good idea. Let's nominate the, uh, the senator from that state as president. What do you think? The last question is an IRS special agent wants fuller protection. Talk about an investigation on Hunter Biden's taxes. Uh, what is the White House's message to employees who wonder if there should be political considerations when things uh, affect the president's family? So, look, I want to be very clear here. Uh, as you know, the president respects... Uh, By the way, respects when you hear this lying affirmative action dimwit with that stupid sideshow Bob Herdo say she wants to be very clear you can guarantee anything but clarity is coming out of that pie hole of hers it's an unmitigated absolute total lie so go ahead dummy lie to us all rule of law uh, and and the dep- the independence of the department of justice uh, he believes that's what they should be in this <laughs> if the uh, department of justice is independent why does the corrupt president get to appoint the head of it Anybody ever asked that question? Why is the Department of Justice an appointed position by the president, the newly elected president? Shouldn't that be kind of confrontational position? You know, like the way the country was supposed to be run, where the loser of the presidential election was supposed to be the vice president, not some girl who's good at finding her underpants in a, in a Buick. We believe that it should be independent, uh, so I'm not going to go beyond that. The Department of Justice will t- certainly deal with this issue. Again, he believes in the rule of law. He believes in the independence of the Justice Department. Even the crooked lawyers that are Democrats don't believe in the rule of law, honey. Thanks, Green. I know you, you just follow up on that. I know you won't comment on the investigation, but is the president confident that his attorney general has upheld all the ethical obligations here when it comes to this investigation? Again, he's confident that he has a crook like they do in every head of these organized labor extortion mafias called unions. He's very confident that the tens of millions, dare I say hundreds of millions, that he's been bribed for the last five decades will never be exposed. That's why he handpicked everybody from ferret-faced Merrick Garland all the way down to anybody that's going to investigate him. That's why they made sure these IRS agents... They're just like the forever bothering Italians. They're all Democrats, toots. The president has always been clear during the campaign, during his presidency, that the Department of Justice should have independence. Uh, They should not be politicized and they should be able to do their job uh, uh, independently, essentially. And so I'll leave it to them. I'll tell you the nice thing about the year 2023. It's truly motivational for all of the morons in our country all of the welfare roaches all of the bust outs and failures who've never achieved anything just take a look at how far you can go in modern day america and never ever have a problem 
them. I'll leave it to the Department of Justice to make their decision to do to uh, to move forward uh, with this particular case. We're just not going to comment from here. I I know actually my uh, colleagues from the White House Counsel's Office actually uh, put out a statement on this and addressed this more uh, m- more specifically. Oh, with the with stammering and the stuttering. I mean, it's it's the only thing you're missing is that dementia face your boss has. In the meantime, I wonder, have the Yellens ever been audited? You know, the girl who circumvent the rules of our government, manhands, as she is operating outside of the parameters of a debt ceiling or limitation on government. In the meantime, she's got some more advice for us. This is almost as hard to take as a bust-out senator, congressman, never done anything in their life, never even practiced law, like little Dick Durbin, who has the answers of nothing, just speak in a monotone voice and no one will notice you're the senator from a state that's bankrupt and failing. Some see the relationship between the U.S. and China through the frame of great power conflict, a zero-sum bilateral contest where one must fall for the other to rise. Well, you know what's funny? That's how you view taxation. That's how you view regulation. That's how you run this government. All of a sudden, you've got a problem with that zero-sum game? I mean, that's what you've got your idiots who vote for Democrats. That's what they all believe, right? It's all a zero-sum game. We've got to take from some to give to others. Can't have them wake up and the hypocrisy of watching you pretend to be a victim of zero-sum ideology, which is the whole reason anybody even knows your name, Manhands. President Biden and I don't see it that way. We believe that the world is big enough for both of us. China and the United States can and need to find a way to live together. And well, turn the page. You were reading that, dummy? You were reading that? Guess what? Economy. Benefits everybody. Benefits China, weakens America, you traitor. But after all, you're just the whore that that Chinese pimp pays. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Fastest show on radio. I can't believe we're already on. We almost burned a whole half hour here. Tony in Riverside. Hi, Sean. So Hi. I have a thought and I have a question for you, too. So let me get this through. This is, I'm thinking about this because in order to appeal to the masses, because I believe in the adage, you can't buy dumb. How about like these union bosses that are corrupt and getting charged and stuff? How about we start adding party affiliation to their description <laughs> come on if you're in a union and you're the upper management you're a democrat tony you're giving this too much well, not, yeah, i get that but i'm not only talking about that case but that's one of them the well, other all of them i'm talking them. all of them every okay. manager every president of every union is a freaking democrat they need that scam I'm, to keep their 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 fraud uh, I'm going even, i'm even talking about murders and these people that are you know wilding in the streets that kind yeah. of thing but once again tony Sean, it's read, implied I in read, the crime go ahead i know i well, yeah, but some people yeah. don't read it that way. Oh. Hey, so I read something today about people will start supplementing uh, at-risk mortgages if you have a credit score of 680. You pay an extra $40 for the deadbeats and the low life, also known as Democrats. It's all true, Tony. Ryan wants to talk about this. Thank you, Tony, for the call. Ryan in Chicago. Hey, so I'm 27. I'm about to buy a house. I have an 800 credit score. I worked hard all my life to get a whole bunch of money for my down payment. 
Now, all of a sudden, I got to pick up all the deadbeats. My government screwed me. Yes, and that's what they do. And you know what, Tony, or Ryan, excuse me, you want to know something? This is the crucial lesson that will set you on a trajectory for the rest of your life. So don't be that aggravated at you because they did you a favor. What they showed you is that the honest, hardworking man is the one who is extorted for the roaches. What that'll show you is there are very few honest, hardworking men who associate with the Democrat Party. Congratulations to the anti-Democrat life you've worked hard for and deserve. All right? Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, that's why you only hang around with guys like me. Thank you, Ryan. You don't even hang around with these scallywags because that's what they are. Leeches, bust-outs, and frauds. And as for the union thugs, those are the ones that pretend to be workers. And they've never worked a day in their life. That's why when they steal money from the workers who make up their union, they feel entitled to it. It's all one giant Democrat swindle. Roger on the south side. Hey, brother. Uh, two things real fast. Uh, you following the uh, the McCarthy thing, how they're trying to pull together, uh, you know, not raising the, the ceiling debt. How do you Mac- see that playing out? McCarthy is such a political whore for the right donation. He'll eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad in five minutes. That's how he is. He's been groomed since 1984. He's never worked a day in his miserable life either. You know, how, you know how you know his name? He won the lottery in California when he was 18 years old. His, yeah. After he won the money, he started to cozy up to a then-congressman who was a real scoundrel, Rubbergate. He was his lapdog. Rubbergate scandal, California. Look at this Kevin McCarthy. You're not buying all those speeches, are you? Because he's just mimicking no. to raise money. That's why he never says impeachment. He's the worst yeah. kind of whore. He's the fraud. Then, good news. And I'll let you know. I'll let you go, brother. Uh, good news. I don't know if you'd seen it. Maybe on Monday. I think uh, the morning answer had it. Uh, and you're never going to believe this. The Obama Center is possibly in financial straits. Yeah, no kidding. Come on, don't worry. There's a there's a greasy Resco in the wings. I think his son's back in the action. He'll come and piecemeal that together. Thank you very much. Another bust out. Greasy Tony Resco hid the money. His son pops out of nowhere, 20-something years old. He's doing $10 million deals with the Democrats. But you Democrats in Illinois, you like it that way. You're not upset by that. You're titillated. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Very good. How are you? Listen, Sean, I, I, it still uh, bothers me about this uh, Dominion lawsuit for uh, defamation and slander against Fox. Yeah. Why hasn't anybody on behalf of Trump Trial lawsuits against ABC, NBC, CNN, uh, Meet the Press, The View, the late night shows, for everything that Rupert they Murdoch doesn't make his money about, with Fox. About Russian collusion. R- I don't Rupert, understand why. What do you mean? It's an inside game. They can't afford to have this disrupted. Do you think they want a guy like Vivek Ramaswamy to win? You want a guy, a guy like Trump to win? These are the only two non-politicians in the race. They cannot afford them to win. They have to harm the credibility of the only news network that wasn't propagandist for the Marxist mafia. That's why. Anybody could figure that out. That's why Paul Ryan sits on the board. Another whore. I'll be back after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, so I want, I'm looking forward to bringing on our next guest here. But I have to tell you something. When I uh, got the opportunity to be on AM560, The Answer, it wasn't something I ever anticipated. I was 
not uh, focused on radio. One of the things that used to annoy me about radio is the advertising. So when I decided to go in the radio, I was given the opportunity. I said, okay, I'll do it. But on my show, I'm not going to advertise for just anybody. If I don't like the product, if I don't believe in the product, I'm not going to do it. So that's the way I, when you hear me advertise for people, that's the, f- the formula. My next guest came up with something that I tried for a while before we, ag- we agreed to come on and, and advertise. I love this product. Absolutely do. And I'm curious to know, Ira and Telus, how did you come up with it? What was the, the goal behind 120 Life? Well, first, uh, it's great to meet you, and thanks for having me on. I mean, the goal for 120 Life for me was if I don't get my blood pressure under control, they were going to do open-heart surgery. It was that simple. Really? And I'm a music producer, as many people or some people know, and I'm like, well, what's high blood pressure? And everybody knows if you have it, what can happen. I was more interested in what it is and what can I eat or drink to get it down before – because the doctors gave me three weeks. And I went home like many people would. I read everything I could read. And all of these things that I was reading about kept popping up. If you drink pomegranate juice, yeah, it'll lower your blood pressure. If you drink beet juice. So one day I said, wow, if all of these six things lower your blood pressure, I'll go buy it. Thinking cumulatively <laughs> together, it would work better. Like a little, a little, a little, a little. Added up to a lot. It was just math. So I'm like, okay, blood pressure drinks. Nothing. You know like zero. There was nothing available. Nothing on the market. Still almost to this day, there's nothing. So I'll, one day I'm like, well, again, my life has been in music. And and so, and my wife doesn't even allow me in the kitchen. And <laughs> it's true. And one day I'm like, I'll see you. And she says, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to go to Whole Foods or whatever the grocery store was, and buy everything I'd been reading about and figure out a way to combine these six things to make this drink, at which point she really thought I had lost my mind. Yeah. And I started making it and giving it to people with high blood pressure because 125 million people, that's a third of America, has it. And people would call me and say, you know, my blood pressure dropped like 20 points, 30 points. I'm like, that's what I thought would happen. So I got to tell like, you, okay, I, gotta, I, yep. I, I grew up with an Italian grandmother. You call him Nana in the Italian neighborhood. So my <laughs> Nana would, I mean, once a week we'd have beet salad. And I, I loved it. I've loved it since I was a kid. And I would eat it and she'd be like, that's good for your blood. That's good for your blood. So I try to work it in. I watch what I eat. I only try to do organic stuff. Yeah. And I try to work it in. But you can never really get enough. And then when you mix the pomegranates, that was another thing. You, you were always told to, pomegranates. So I started looking and all your products, they're all natural which is another thing I love. Yes, 100% natural. And every one of them, you know, has a different reason. I, I didn't know this, but my one of my good friends is the head of Loyola. He's the head cardiologist there. And he said, Ira, you know, there's a reason why this, why this drink works, because if you have high blood pressure, the first thing doctors will do is give you what's called a diuretic. And in my drink, there are two natural diuretics. Beets is a diuretic, when we use beet powder, and hibiscus tea is a diuretic. So I sort of unintentionally, not knowing, mirrored the medical profession in some of the ingredients I was using in mine. You know, what's funny is I don't eat as much. And I'm wondering, is that another side effect when you mix all of this together with the magnesium? I notice I'm not as hungry. Well, I think magnesium definitely relaxes you. So I, I don't, I haven't studied that. If you don't eat as much, I know whether, and we say, look, if you try it, 
and you are unhappy for any reason, if you don't like the way the bottle looks, I will give you your money back guaranteed. And I answer the calls and emails, 100%. I love it. I mean, you know, we just try to, I just want to help people. You know, I'm old enough in my life that there's nothing could be more important than really helping people. And I really mean that because I'm, uh, it's people, some people, I'm 65 years old. I still have a really full life, but like, what's going to change my life? But if you can help people, what could be better than that? I love it, Ira. Really, I'm, I'm proud to, to advertise for you. I love the story, Thanks. and I love the product. I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity, and it's been, it's been an improvement for me. So I love the product. And by the way, never forget, 55 is the new 35. So don't keep telling me you're old. you got at least 30 good years. You could still win a fight in a tavern. Okay, well, I again, let, let, let me say one thing. Like 120life.com yeah. is the place. And the reason – some people call and say, you know what? I say, how's your blood pressure? Blood pressure? And they go – I don't know. It makes me feel better. And the reason it makes you feel better because it opens up your blood vessels. And that's why it really is helpful. Anyway. Well, well I love it. And I, I, I haven't been to the doctor you. since Thank Ronald you. Reagan was doing crossword puzzles. So if I need your friend at Loyola for a heart, you make a call for me. We got a deal? A hundred percent. I got you covered. <laughs> Ira, thanks a lot. Thanks for making time for me. Have I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. When I get back, I'm going to take all of your calls. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. Brandon Tatum, unafraid to tell it like it is. Tonight at 7, right before Jay Sekulow at 9 on AM560, The Answer. All right, so we got a call from one of the listeners who said, what does it taste like? I'll tell you the truth. When I first drank it, I'm like, it, it's tart. And then you're like, wait a minute, is, do I t- is it sweet? And there's no, no, it's not sweet. It's just tart, and you taste the pomegranate and the beet. I'm telling you. It's really good. I, I wish the guy was in the uh, I was in the studio with him. I would give him one. It's that good. I highly recommend it. Whoever that was. What was his name, honey, buddy? In Anthony. Anthony, next time I'm in the air, you come in, I'll give you a 120 life. In the meantime, I want you to see what we're dealing with, the kind of people we're dealing with. We had a call from Tony in Riverside, and she was talking about they should uh, release their party affiliation. I think it's kind of evident. The party affiliation. I'm going to tell you what I mean. Here is the Southwest Airlines. Now, don't jump the judgment. I know Dan Prof, the cheap bastard. He flies on Southwest Airlines all the time. So this is Southwest Airlines. It doesn't have to be a Democrat. But when you hear this moron, this fool, get mad because a baby is crying, I think it's safe to say Democrat. A mid-flight screaming match caught on camera. A crying baby and a grown passenger who just about had it. That child has been crying for 40 minutes. Call the child down, please. Other passengers recording the outburst as the fed-up man complained and yelled at flight attendants desperately trying to calm him down. I'm not screaming. They want me to scream. They want me to scream. Now, the really sad part is I'm from an era, an era when if you offended a woman, some I watched my grandfather, you want to step outside? 
The old man would go outside, he'd come back 15 seconds later, proud as a peacock, sit down and finish his dinner. Well, the other guy learned how to find his teeth in a parking lot. In the meantime, nobody said a word to this moron, this fool, this Democrat. That child is a crack baby. The kid is an infant crying on an airplane. Now, I fly sometimes three times a month, but at least twice a month. And there's a baby. But you know what they have nowadays? They have these little things. You have to buy them. In most Democrat bust-outs, if it doesn't come in the mail for nothing, they don't like buying things. You put little earpieces in. You could listen to movies and songs. But the main thing is, you would have an outburst like this over an infant crying. kind of explains why they like killing them. The Southwest Florida flight appeared to have been stuck in a holding pattern due to weather when the passenger erupted in a fit of anger. So is the baby. We are in a tin can with a baby in a damn echo chamber. And you want to talk to me about being okay? Oh, that that whole snooze story would have ended, ended differently had I been cheap enough to fly Southwest. Of course, I would have been radio host goes to prison for knocking the teeth out of a Democrat on a Southwest airline flight. Even Brandon Johnson has a message for that scumbag. Look, demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Have you ever taught middle school? I have. You didn't teach anybody. You didn't give any homework and you never failed anybody. What you did was a babysitter. You might have preached a little Marxism. But you didn't teach anybody anything. But I like your overall point. Let's not demonize the kids, except for the scumbag kids who kill people. Them, I don't mind demonizing. We've heard on the news that they have been charged with misdemeanors. And um, it's just really disheartening. Did you hear this story, Macbeth? Misdemeanors. You know what they did? They killed a six-month-old in a ghetto rideshare program that nobody's catching wind of. I believe they refer to it as carjacking. A deadly trend with innocent victims. Carjackings are turning into car crashes. One of the Get most right recent here. incidents left a six-month-old baby dead. Nate Rogers is live with more. Nate. Yeah, that's right. I'm Corey and Don. The victims in this crash, in fact, were a mother and her three children. One of the children um, was um, one of the one of the children was um, an infant, less than six months old. We're told who died as a result. We died. But we shouldn't demonize the kids. Have you ever raised young people? Do you understand the risk that young people take just because they're young? Do you know that home plate is at the bottom of my stairs? I found that out when my son was sliding down those stairs trying to score. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. They do. And so we have to make sure that we are investing to make sure that young people know that they are supported. Now, was those was that the stairs in Lombard where he was living or the one in Chicago where he said he lived with Rahm Emanuel's? Wedding dress. Spoke to an aunt today who described the family's pain as unbearable. Six months old and now a cherished memory. Ah, uh, the Democrats among us just pretend it's an abortion because you don't give a rip about that baby. All you care about is the scum that killed him. It's like six months going on 26. He was just like the sweetest little boy. We would always dance. Um, he loves to dance. Sunday around 5 p.m., the family inside the silver pickup truck, then struck by the stolen Hyundai Sonata, according to police. The truck then head on. And See if the mayor's office wants to release the problem is Honda. 
Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a Hyundai problem. It's a Hyundai. It's a Kia. They didn't make the car safe enough to not get carjacked by the D student CPS morons. To this large tree at Costner in Washington. Truly the biggest nightmare. The car seat's still visible in the wreckage. Neighbors rushing to the scene to render aid. Christian Uvidia, his mother, and two older sisters all rushed to the hospital in serious to critical condition. I think a lot of bit too. They've kind of blocked out just from the trauma. The six-month-old fought to stay alive for three days. He suffered from uh, a fractured skull, which um, caused his brain to swell and bleed eventually, um, causing him to go into a coma and then later passing away. The offending vehicle crashed into a light pole. Police later arresting a 14 and 17-year-old, both charged with misdemeanors. Kim Fox charged him with misdemeanors. After all, they're victims. They were told to steal that car. The devil made them do it, right, Flip? It's outrageous. It's despicable. And it's the platform of a government that protects perpetrators while victimizing victims over and over and over again. Well, at least as long as you vote Democrat. Because this is exclusively a Democrat problem. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. Supply chain problems. You ask anybody in any industry, there's always supply chain problems. Plumbers, carpenters, you name it. Sinaloa Cartel has no supply chain problems. Fentanyl deaths now are double the amount of soldiers we lost in Vietnam per year. How could this possibly be? Let's discuss this with a former Silicon Valley executive with the Forrester Research Incorporated. He's now the host of nationally syndicated program, The Patriot and the Preacher. His name is Mark Anthony. Mark, how are you? John, great to be on. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, I was thinking, does uh, does China have a fentanyl problem to your knowledge, Mark? Uh, not to my knowledge, but they're exporting one to us um, on many different levels, John. Well, that would seem to be terrorism. Oh, I would agree with that. And yeah. so, and, and this is just one another layer of how they're committing this this terrorism. We probably you probably remember that in 2020, Trump made a move to curb the e-cigarettes used by kids, and uh, especially the flavored ones. But it, there's a loophole, and China found the loophole. And so the loophole is there's no ban on disposable e-cigarettes and no surprise uh sean that china is the number one supplier of these flavored e-cigarette disposables and so what's happened um you know it was a great intention it just wasn't it it wasn't done correctly what's happened is now there's been a two thousand percent spike among kids (laughs) using obviously the disposable e-cigarettes and so uh, we've got a big problem. Number one, uh, we haven't curbed the problem. They're just all smoking the disposable e-cigarettes that are flavored. 
But now what's happening across the country, and certainly in the last two and a half years, is that uh, China, uh, there are traces of fentanyl in these e-cigarettes, Sean. And really? A kid, yeah. And, and this is obviously very dangerous. They're bringing it through the border, but it's also coming in on what they're you know exporting and so there was a kid in um in the la area that just that would this happened 10 days ago uh that had an e-flavored cigarette it was bubblegum flavored and it was laced with fentanyl and the only reason he's alive is somebody had the narcon spray or he would have been dead now, is this a smuggling are... technique, or is this simply an assassination? What, what I mean, is this, like, did he get the wrong batch that was used by cartel members to smuggle the drug in where they were going to break it down and sell it? Or is this, I mean, how could this be interpreted as anything other than a plot to kill Americans? Oh, it should be. It absolutely should be. That's the way it should be looked at, because it's not just being used by kids. The adults are using those disposables. And they're either being smuggled or a combination of they're just exporting it because they can get around the directive from the FDA. And, you know, you know, this is almost this is just as bad um, as what happened with COVID, except this people are using this not understanding that just 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 so the listeners understand, Sean, fentanyl is 100 times stronger than morphine. So it takes a minuscule amount to, you know, arrest somebody's uh, breathing and or have a heart attack. So this is this is. Yeah, go ahead. You know, what's aggravating me about this is that at least 10 years ago, maybe 11, I was asked to go to a uh, uh, an investment group to invest in something which back then was a new technology. And it was the electronic cigarette, the electronic cigar. Mm -hmm. And I sat there during the entire demonstration, and it was fascinating because obviously it presented itself as a better alternative to cigarettes, satisfying the same, right? So I look at the first time I ever saw one, and I looked at the then liquid that they used, and on the back of it, it said made in China. And I said, why is this made in China? And they said, well, there's only one other company in our area. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and this was in Elmhurst, and it was called Signat. Signat. And this girl, brilliant girl, had made this of her own in America. And it was the FDA. Now, she had built a striving business. Okay, I mean, it was going on and we were kind of like right along the same time. But this particular company was only getting its product from China. And I said, well, their water is terrible. There's no regulation. It's based out of China. I wouldn't touch this with a 10 foot pole. And I then met the girl from Signat. Brilliant girl. And she built this booming company. The FDA shut her down. They clamped down on all American producers of this product, shut them down, and allowed all of the importing from China to happen. You know, when you, right. when you pan back and you look at this, Mark, this is an mm-hmm. intentional plot to destroy American companies while enriching China. Because I have a sneaky suspicion when they're we're operating and exporting under favored nation status, we don't even investigate what they're really sending us, do we? No. No, not at all. And then you and you add to that the other layer of the border being wide open. And so there's really there's no and we have to look at the origin of where it's coming from, just like we did way back when with covid. But where it's coming from, there are no regulations there on how you run a factory, as we all know. So along with the water and everything else they do there, the, the, the steps they take in manufacturing 
wouldn't even be allowed here in our country. Um, so it's that on top of the fact that we know this is not in, by the way, these aren't just isolated incidents uh, we're talking about when it comes to these, the fentanyl um, in these cartridges, because it's happening in places like Pennsylvania. It's happening across the country in Idaho, Iowa. So this is, this is, this is something to the point where at least 10 school districts that sent out alerts to their, uh, to the parents saying, you need to be on the lookout for this because it's becoming that serious. And of course, what's really concerning is that again, it's the government of China and our administration, as you know, doesn't have a good record with holding them accountable. They're assets of China. I mean, we have to start yeah. calling things yeah. what they are here, Mark, because they've operated yeah. under this Trojan horse of liberalism. These are political whores who would hit their mother in the face with a shovel if she was standing on $50. I'm so sick and tired of not recognizing what's happening because you have yet to hear a congressman, and I don't care Republican or Democrat, ever demand that favored nation status be removed. You could fix it overnight. And at the same time, you have our bureaucracies knuckling under any American companies that want to fill the void. And that is a plot. And and I don't know how it's described anything different. It is a plot. No, it's it's yeah, it's uh, we have to stop saying um, one of my friends, you know, him, Evan, say it. We have to stop saying, can you believe what they said today? Because this is all intentional. It's not out of incompetence by any means, right? This is everything that they're doing that we could list. Even when it comes to this subject, when it comes to China, nobody nobody really has had the guts to call them out um, and, and go head-to-head with them when it comes to all of these things, the intellectual property, what they're doing as far as intelligence gathering and how they've you know, they're just everywhere. And to have to have our own government, as you explain, go after businesses that are here run and owned by Americans so that China can benefit just should tell everybody everything they need to know. The naivete of the American moron has no idea. Mm. Nothing happens in China. Nothing. Right. Under communism, people don't pass gas without the government knowing it. That's why I asked you, is there a fentanyl problem in China? Because if there is, they take whoever's involved in it and they kill them. There are no defense attorneys in China. So this is intentional. The Chinese government is well aware. How can we not get politicians in this country to pull their head out of their ass and stop this? You, you know, I think, the, I think the best way to do it is just to, because, as you know, there's politicians that have talked about the vaccine and what's going on with the jab. There are politicians out there that would that would take this and, and I believe do something about it. You've got to call your local congressman. You've got to call your senators, because yeah. when it comes to this right now, they're only you know, we don't have really a, a, another election until 2024. So. We're stuck with who we have, unfortunately, in some cases. But nevertheless, it does make an impact because I've worked in Capitol Hill as a lobbyist and in other areas. And so calling them right now about this is really very helpful because it helps bring things to the floor. It helps bring, you know. You've worked as a lobbyist. Unless you're bringing a check with commas in it, you're not going to get their attention, these whores. In the meantime, I was counting on you. You are so correct. I was counting on your ex-industry, and I'm going to tell you what I mean. I love the idea. First of all, I'm a capitalist through and through, and I loved what I saw in the Internet in the Silicon Valley. I loved it. And I thought to myself, these these kids who are now men, they have to understand how they became wealthy, 
how they were able to do it, and they will protect it. Yet almost to a one of them, they bent over and kissed the ring of the political whore. And I'm wondering, is it for the same reason that that lovely girl who lost her business, called Signat, the FDA mm-hmm. and the bureaucracies knuckled her under? Was it the fear of those bureaucracies and these whores we call Congress and Senate from seizing their businesses that Silicon Valley just buckled? Um, to some extent at the end, I think more so because of what I saw internally with so many different companies, it really came from the top and they were woke long before it was cool and they let it guide their decisions. And yes, as things happen, whether it was me too, or just this woke movement started to emerge, they definitely didn't want to upset anybody. And it did become a problem when they were making decisions, you know? So, yes, it it eventually came to what we see now. But back then, um, being politically correct was already ingrained into their heads. And the issue, to be honest, I, I, you know, always had with them is this, is that all of them became very, you know, now uh, we would say uber wealthy because of capitalism, each and every one of them. How did they become wealthy? Well, with stock options. You don't have that in capitalism or communism. So that's how they all, most of them made their, you know, millions. But in the end of the day, they became what I call Kennedy-esque, which is they live in this utopia, thinking that the liberals have all the answers. And they would, they were more excited about, you know, as I was still working there before I started my show and kind of getting out of it, they were more excited about, you know, Bill Clinton and what a great president he was. And then Barack Obama, not even understanding that their policies would constrain them, which is why, as you know, a lot of them left Silicon Valley to go to other states that were more you know, helpful yeah. to businesses. Right. And that really yeah. changed, unfortunately, Silicon Valley, which was all well known throughout the world for innovation. But, you know, even now, I mean, I can tell you that angels and, and individual and then even VCs will go and fund a company in California. But they're they're The part of the deal is that a certain percentage because of tax uh, reasons have to be outside the state because they don't want to operate That's in a the, state like it, California any longer. And, yeah. And they take their dingbat wives who never made it in show business and they move them over to another state that's red. And then those buffoons continue to vote Democrat and destroy those states. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But I'm more interested in this as a former yeah. executive uh, for Forrester Research. Everyone is afraid of AI. I know the guy with Asperger's is now the new hero of the so-called Republican Party. I don't buy it. He's warning of AI. I'm looking forward to Skynet. I think once the AI takes over the country and starts nuking everybody, the strong will be allowed to live and they'll only be mad at the Democrats. I'm curious to know what your uh, take on artificial intelligence is (laughs) and if uh, I can be the new John Connor. What do you think? You could. It's possible. I think that uh, with everything, there is reason to uh, take a skeptical look at it. Um, And I did see an interview with uh, the CEO of Google about how these uh, learning machines went and taught themselves a language that they weren't programmed to learn. Yes. Um, but uh, even but the, the issue is this here. Here's it's actually a deeper issue. So AI and everybody, you know, is that's the you know, coolest thing to be talking about now, just like outsourcing was 15 years ago. Yeah. But what we're talking about there can here's the issue is that I said this on the last uh, show I was on. 
the real issue is, just as we know, when the World Economic Forum announces something or makes a prediction, that just means it's going to happen because they know it, right? Um, and so they've they've said that in the next two to three years, we're going to hit be hit with a cyber attack that's really going to bring the country down. And I think that that's a bigger issue than AI, meaning that whatever we're doing with AI, whether it's in the military or commercial or whatever, can easily be hacked and turned on us and um, on the country and who we are. Uh, That becomes an issue if the person with the key to that or some keys to that um, has evil intentions and wants to just come after the country and go after all of our allies. That becomes, you know, for instance, somebody like, you know, China or Iran or Russia or Turkey or any country that wants to, you know, start something with us. So all the contributors and, and business partners of uh, Hunter Biden, we should be worried right. about. If any of those, that's right. Exactly. Anybody that wired money to him or recently paid for his, his paintings um, should be looked at with some suspect if they want to get into AI, uh, yes. because it would only be for um, our detriment, I think. How so about the why, son of I a mean, Third Reich flamethrower like Klaus Schwab? Should uh, the Silicon right. Valley be aware of taking hints from a Nazi descendant? Well, they see, that's the, you know, it kind of goes to this. The other companies that we've seen with poor leadership, right, that are out there that have, uh, like, Bed Bath & Beyond, they're just filed for bankruptcy, and Disney yeah. and the rest of them, they have a very, uh, uh, it's a very similar attitude in Silicon Valley. They just happen to be running, you know, whatever it may be, Yahoo or Google or Facebook yeah. or in the rest of them. So um, are they, do they make the connection? In some cases, they're in bed with them anyways, right? A lot of them depend on China for what they make. And so you're not, no, you're not really going to see a lot of them stand up and show any courage uh, and say, we, you know, we got to stop this. I mean, really, we started screwing ourselves when it, it is a shame. But, you know, when like I, I re- referenced this before, which is when outsourcing sounded cool because you're going to lower costs. What that really meant is we're taking away American jobs and shipping them off to China and Taiwan and other places. Right. And so those jobs have never come back. And the fact that we have them there and that's our best technology is not good for the U.S. They already rip off everything we ever do. And so we've really opened we're economically we're dependent on them uh, because that's where we make all of our stuff. We should have never done that. But now as they're getting more and more insidious. You know, they're going after our kids. They're, they're lacing the fentanyl with the e-cigarettes. They're doing so, all, all, all of these things in court, you know, including it's coming through the border like we can't even imagine. So, you know, Mark, you know, I China, believe this is American yeah. Dark Ages. I believe history yeah. will vindicate the people like me and you who speak up mm-hmm. against this. And unfortunately, I'm hoping that they won't be doing it in Mandarin. However, uh, we've kind of laid the groundwork for this to happen. And when I say yeah. we, I don't mean the people. I mean the 537 whores we pretended were representatives. And it all started, yeah. from my opinion, by allowing K Street to thrive while Main Street gets boarded up. And if we don't have mm. the courage to recognize that, and if we don't have the IRS agents to audit them instead of me and you... I'm pretty much right. going to have to move to either Washington, D.C. or Silicon Valley and uh, start selling dope and, and, and third world hookers. That's the only way I see say, staying alive when Skynet takes over. What about you? But, well, I, th- I think that we are. Yeah, I would agree with the, in a dark time right now. Oh. And um, when it, it, this is the, the only 
if there is, um, and I hope there is, the silver lining is that this is the time when good people need to rise up and continue to hold them accountable. Now, uh, do I think that something miraculous can can happen to the effect that it changes the direct the trajectory we're on? I hope so. I mean, I I'm always an optimist, and I pray for that because I believe that God had His hand in creating this nation. He's protected it for a long time. But it's really <laughs> we. He's on we vacation. Well, you know, you know, okay. you know. Even in the Bible, the the country Israel and Egypt, when they stepped out of God's will, um, bad things did happen. Yeah. And when we push Him out continuously, we can't be surprised uh, that we'll see things like this happen. We see things like transgender people reading uh, story time to them in schools. Um, we see things like that, and that's when you know that you know they have infiltrated so deeply that that as Americans or parents or people that want to protect children, when we want to protect them, we're being called every name under the book. It kind of gives you a yeah. barometer, really, of where this country is. Right? You know what else, Mark? You just uh, tipped me off. I think that maybe he moved to Florida. So well, why don't you decide to come down here and join? Certainly me? looks that and way, he, doesn't it? Yes, it, it does. Well, <laughs> Yeah, it does. Um, people describe it as a as a paradise there only because it's one of the few states, as you know, that are really uh, that, you know, you know, adhere to the Constitution. They're not in the way of their residents. They they're pro business, all the things that we should be um, and have a competent governor that's really uh, arguably the best the best yeah. governor in this nation. Um, who has done things that most people would shy away from. Yeah, it's Florida is looking better every day, even though I live right now where Glenn Youngkin is the governor, but um, Florida is much more. If you ever want to visit South Florida, you call me, Mark Anthony. In the meantime, if you want to hear more Mark Anthony, it's the Patriot and the Preacher Show.com. Thank you for making time for me. I look forward to having you back. I enjoyed it very much. I did as well. Thanks for having me on, man. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Fastest show on radio. Stephen Huntley. Hey, Don. How you doing? Good, Steve. How are you? Great segment right there. Now, I haven't looked at the numbers specifically myself, but I would think that the majority of the people that here in this country that are dying of fentanyl overdose are probably between the range of 12 and maybe 50 years old, maybe 60. You know, the group of you don't live long with a fentanyl habit. I don't think you get to cultivate it. It's not like uh, uh, becoming a wino. It kind of wipes you out early. But one thing you can do is go on YouTube and just look at the streets of Philadelphia where everybody walks around like Fetterman. Thank you very much for the call. When I get back, I'll take the rest of your calls, but that will be after this next break. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Getting a little windy out there, huh, Dorothy? Hang on. Of course, you're 360 pounds. You ain't going anywhere. Uh, John in Genoa. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Very good, John. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. You know, I used to take a ride for lunch 
You're going to think I'm crying. Yeah. I, would tell, I would tell everyone I was busy. Everybody asked, I got busy. And I would jump on Lake yeah. Street, and I would take it all the way out west until I saw That's the sign of that town, Genoa. I'll tell you, it's a nice little I town. Do that. I do that every morning and every evening. Uh, love it. I do it in the evening, and in the morning I'm heading that way. I love but it. Anyways, love listen, I'm first, I'm, I'm first generation American. All right. uh, my dad, mom, they were from Italy. Uh, my kids are first and second generation. I have four children, but I'm old school, okay? And I was listening to Dan and Amy on the way in, and they were talking about uh, a CEO that uh, um, demanded their the crew pick it up a little bit because they were in, in, you know, the, the profit was, they, they, they weren't making any, any money, right? Yeah. So they're like, the, the crew, as I call them, they wanted a raise. They want bonuses. And I, and, you know, I, I, I built homes, so I'm a businessman, or I was. Uh-huh. Um, but I instilled in my, even in my children, listen, you don't get a raise and kick ass. You kick ass and then you get your raise. <laughs> and, you know, it's just not that way anymore. No, but it is it is it is it is among people. It isn't among the the, the system in power today. But it still is among people. And John, the problem is, when's the last time you were out of Illinois? Uh, when I went to Arkansas fishing last week, brother. I'm going to tell you. Well, I don't know what Arkansas is like, but I could tell you what Florida's like. Don't get me wrong. We got our lazy bumps, mainly in Democrat areas. I'm telling you. It's not like that everywhere. You're just under a, a beating because you've been putting up with it for all of your life in in, in Illinois, and you've watched yeah, as that ideology of corruption was normalized. That's what you. Not want. only that, I think information is is just too much at our fingertips. I don't think people are learning anymore. It's just not. If there's no effort, and and if you don't labor even for education, if you could just look at your phone and get that information that you need at that time. You're only in the moment that yeah. that comes and goes. It's overwhelming because you're thinking it. You're thinking it as a whole. Believe me when I tell you, brother. It's always the same. Mm-hmm. Who made this country was a third of the people. One third wanted to be slaves to the king. The other third didn't give a rip. It's just like now. You just don't focus on the two-thirds, focus on the third. And you did your job. Your kids are like you. That's the best you can do. And I guarantee you, their kids will be like them. That's the legacy of achievement that's handed down. You set the responsibility, and your grandkids will talk about you. Your great-grandkids will if you do it right. John, don't get beat up. Come on. We win in the end. After all, you live in paradise over there for Illinois. It could be worse. You could be on the south side. Thank you very much. Uh, Mark Oaklawn. John, how are you, my friend? Good, brother. How are you? Hey, good. Doing good. Hey, uh, you had me laughing yesterday with the Janet Yonan comment about... Uh, the happiest man. Alive oh, her husband is at home as we speak. He's got third world <laughs> massage girls and dancers on the table. I hope she's testifying again, that dimwit. Go ahead. You know, Sean, have you ever tried? Have you ever tried stand up? You really, you could get it done. Let me see. You're, you've stand really got right. a great. You're quick. You're funny. You know, and you know how to deliver. I'm but doing what I love, brother. Point. I wouldn't want to do anything else. Thank you. Though. Yeah, you're doing doing a great job. Here's my point. Uh, you know, you were just talking about work ethic and discipline and uh, purpose in life. And uh, I saw that that brag came out uh, 
And he said that uh, stealing now in New York is okay. It's just a matter of uh, this is how we equalize everything between the, uh, yeah. you know, you know, they're really, it's, it, you know, all these slave states like uh, New York, California, Illinois, that's what they are. They're yeah. states of poverty and they're never going to get out. And it's only going to get in, worse. You're either in the mafia or you're too stupid to see it. Yeah. And it's funded yeah, and ironically by the honest man. It's a shame. But that snake is eating its tail. I enjoy the fact that we're at the end of the road. Because this failure is even enough for those people who thought themselves to be Democrats, but were those very few Democrats who were honest, they're starting to pull their head out of their ass. They needed this failure. So let's cleanse it. <laughs> let's give it a good enema. And Chicago's on the way. Their new mayor looks like an enema. Thank you very much. Josh, Southern Illinois. Hey, how you doing? Good, Josh. Thanks for calling. Listen, Sean, I listen to you every day, and uh, I, was, I, I had an epiphany today, and I wanted to call in, and I wanted to share this thought. All right. That comes from a couple different angles. So we know that in the 90s, in the military, it was don't ask, don't tell, right? All right. So now... They're pushing Bill, the LGBT, Bill Clinton. LGBT. Bill Clinton passed that, and I think he just meant about interns and him fooling around with them. But go ahead. No, correct. Yes. Yeah. And so I've been wondering, it's been bugging me, why are, Why is the military pushing all this LGBT stuff? And I was kind of thinking about it, thinking about it. It just didn't make sense to me, like whatever. Blow it off, and then today it hit me like a ton of bricks. It's a simple fact that most trans people, almost all of them, from a psychological disorder called gender Easy, dysphoria. Easy, Freud. Where, where did you get that from? Sigmund Freud? He said the same thing. Nobody uh, talks about it. Go I, ahead. I know, I know, but if you if you let uh, the, particularly the trans community enter the military, you are essentially allowing psychological disorders in the military. And, that's one and that's a big no-no. It's one interpretation, or you could try to be conquering the Middle East by making them laugh at us. That could be it. That's true. That's yeah. true. But, but hold on. This is where it gets really, really crazy. All right. This was my epiphany. All right. When we go to war, not if, when, when it happens, and it's China, North Korea, whoever, doesn't matter. When we go to war and there's not enough troops, everybody gets on a bus. You like dudes, get on the bus. You trans, get on the bus. Psychological problems, flat foot, doesn't matter. Everybody's getting on the bus Yeah. by pushing this LGBT. But basically, there is no... There's a, like in the, remember Vietnam, you can walk in and be like, "Hey, I'm gay." Nope, you can't come. Sorry, you're not getting drafted. But yeah. when you when you push that LGBT, you open the door for it's a floodgate. There's nothing that means unless I, you I, have I, no arms and no legs. Yeah, I get what you're going, but the other thing is maybe they're just trying to weaken this country enough so it loses intentionally. Don't forget, the president is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. It would explain so many of his policies. So I think you're looking at it too in depth. It's simple. They want us to lose, and they're making everything, every policy in effect so that we do lose. Thank you, though, very much, brother, for listening and calling. I got time for one more there, Macbeth. I mean, after all, the idea that Rachel Levine wants me to believe he's a woman, it looks like he works out with Macbeth. His hubcap, I mean, his belly button needs a hubcap for a cover. Are you kidding me? Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical... You're just a man dressed like a woman, baby. It's all you are. Debbie, Portage, Indiana. Um, are you, am I on? You're on. Okay. Um, 
I, I was a little surprised. Uh, Purdue University in Lafayette is doing uh, a pretty little slick uh, pilot program or whatever you want to call it this summer. They're rolling out the digital ID. Yeah, and, as you read, and as you read on, uh, what does a digital ID have to do with uh, purchasing, uh, you know, food or laundry? I'm looking forward for That's these kids getting, getting hoisted by their own petard because they won't be able to enjoy half of the things they think they will, Debbie. Let them walk happily into Marxism. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Craig and Mount Greenwood. What are you doing there, Hanson? I'm doing good, Sean. It's so good in here. And being, man, you're, you're covering all the points. Hey, I got to take and uh, give a criticism to one of your uh, co-hosts. I mean, it's... Um, oh, no, no, no. Wait, there's no co-host on the Sean Thompson Show. You mean uh, colleague? Colleague, colleague. Sorry about that. Yeah, all right. In the blank. So here's the deal. He's over there talking about this thing with the Disney... And then he brings up as a comparison, comparing like, oh, yeah. Well, Who's he? You could be talking about anybody. The hairdresser. Oh, talking about the hairdresser, talking about these little businesses where, you, where the government shut I down know. a single little person. No who is he? Who no is talking? Who is talking? Oh, Mike, Mike Gallagher. Oh, He's see, you gotta, you Sean buried the lead. from Elmwood Park. That's Mike Gallagher. I like Mike Gallagher, but I uh, sometimes disagree. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so I like him and I always respect him, but man, he lost a little. Like when he said this, he equivocated. He made it equal that um, that Disney, with all their political pressure, all their connection with the government, all the thing, fascism, that going, you know, giving Disney a hard time is if you know if we don't want the government to give them a hard time, then uh, you know it's the same as the uh, hairdresser or the little person in a business. It's totally different because Disney is all politically motivated. They're idolat. They're they're, uh, they're woke and they're they're trying to destroy our country along with the government. Craig, Craig, do you, you know you uh, you right now are talking to the only American to sell a Disney property while not being a cast member? I bet you didn't know that. Oh, yes. There's a lot you don't know about me. I love Disney originally, very involved in it. And unfortunately, there are some hosts that don't understand the nuance of what Reedy Creek was, why it existed, and how wrong it was to exist. And Disney should never have operated under that agreement. And they need to do business like every other business. So Mike Gallagher just simply is unaware of why Walt Disney had to create Reedy Creek and how he bribed at that time democrats to allow it to exist the good news is i do i will not uh i don't know why he did it but you don't have to listen to him but you have to listen to me am 560 the answer sean thompson show we'll be back from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me because we need a little controversy. My next guest, I remember seeing his writings in the Mises Wire. It turns out his writings are seen everywhere, from the Mises Wire 
to the Japan Forward. He's an associate prof- professor, researcher, author based in Japan. He's written numerous books. He studies Japanese and American history and politics, Japanese law, legal history, philosophy, political history, among others. And it turns out when it becomes time to break the political bands that bind us, a national divorce is not necessarily a new idea. So I said, let's get him on the horn, even though he's in Japan. Thank you for joining me. Jason Morgan, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, sir. Do you know, Jason, it it, it is to a point, you have to remember when you, you're talking to me, you're talking to a natural-born Chicagoan. And I recognize this is not a political nuanced philosophy debate we're having. This is an organized right. mafia. That's how they operate. Right. The policies are made to be dece- built in deception. They are made to deceive people. They keep preaching the same utopian Marxism that leads to the same destruction, except the politicians that I call political whores all seem to profit, and their families and their spouses and the rest of it. So we're no longer getting along. We have irreconcilable differences. I want a divorce. What do we do? Right. Well, the the article that you that you mentioned in the introduction is a bit of a rhetorical device. I I obviously do believe there's a United States, but for the reasons that you just that you just mentioned, I'd like to have a divorce from the sociopaths who run the country in Washington. I I love America. I love my fellow Americans. I've driven the length of Illinois many times. Love my fellow Illinoisans. And it's, my problem is not with Americans, it's with Washington. So the divorce, I think, is not the red and blue state. The divorce is the vast ocean of normal people needs to have a moral way to get out from under the control of utopian Marxists and sociopaths and psychopaths in Washington. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm aiming for. And you know, Jason, I was recognizing as I was a young man building up, working hard, trying to build wealth. And as you review history, I love history, you realize, I don't believe we're the United States. I believe we're the extorted states and have been for well over 100 years. There's an extortion mechanism. There's already a history of a president unleashing the military on citizens. Now, you could argue about the nuances of the Civil War, but we have a history of the government from Washington saying, kill them. And there were a million Americans dead. I don't want a hot Civil War. But we've been in a soft, cold civil war for a 100 years. And what we have are irreconcilable differences. And there are some very specific cases where these states don't exist because they're profitable. They exist because they extort the states that are profitable. So how do we go about this separation? That's a good question. I've had this conversation with many people. I think one of the... One of my colleagues at Mises had a really good idea. Just build institutions apart from the state. Uh, homeschooling, I think, is a good idea. That's a way to keep kids out of the control of what has become truly, I think, a satanic uh, educational organization. I mean, preying upon children, grooming children, the sexualization of children, building organizations apart from the state and just gradually moving away from any contact with the state. You're right, I don't want a hot civil war. It would be a disaster. But I do think that secession in certain cases is a good idea. I would be all in favor of states reorganizing. Northern and Southern California going their separate ways. Texas getting out of the Union. I'm sure there are big parts of New York, and I know Illinois. I know Southern Illinois would love to be free of Chicago and Springfield. 
Um, yeah. I think there are ways you can reorganize as a first step to getting out. Another you know thing I'm concerned about is the debt, the national debt. Oh. I, I don't think it's moral to, to pay that money back. That's not money that we borrowed. It's for wars that Washington wanted. Not only is it not money we borrowed, it's a it's a loan with no disclosure, which break, breaks the principles right. of all loan that you strap on every single right. citizen. But let's take advantage of the of the shortcomings of the Marxist morons. Let's hoist them by their own petard. After all, we have technology to do so. I don't even think it has to be logistic when it can be individual. So the individual gets to declare what philosophy he wants to live under, what philosophy he wants to tax under, how he wants to be governed. Because if you don't have my permission, then I'm a slave. And if you're going to ignore me, and you're going to ignore my morals, if you're going to ignore my Americanism, then at least have the have the honesty to declare yourself the overlord and declare me the slave so I can fight back from the right position. Right. No, I absolutely agreed. I mean, the Constitution could be a good document if anybody paid attention to it. I've been in a lot of meetings with so-called Republicans, and I've brought up the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, and they've laughed at me. They said, those don't, you know, those don't really apply anymore. Well, I didn't see the part where those were canceled. The Ninth and Tenth Amendments are supposed to severely limit the power of the government, as you well know. And I don't see many politicians in Washington, maybe Massey from Kentucky, maybe Rand Paul from Kentucky, maybe yeah. a few. But Washington is just premised on the idea that the Constitution doesn't exist or it has no meaning. And so with the, the Spooner article, I was basically saying, well, the hell with it then. If it has no meaning, then let's just call it, call it off and start again. But if history has shown us anything... The problem with humanity is that they can adapt to slavery and servitude. And it's that's true. what I've seen in this country over the last three years specifically. As in a bipartisan fashion, the American government has operated from a position of collectivism and fascism, the likes of which this country has never seen. And if yes. we do not have the demand for integrity and honesty, we will not get it. If, and my fellow Chicagoans show this. If you can adapt to political mafias and criminal entities operating as politicians, well, then you're damned, and they will. the ghettos that they create will spread throughout the land. So what we need is a plan to stop it other than just moving to Florida, unless Florida is going to declare it, and the governments of these well-run states, that's where I have fled, and there is talk. You cannot go into a business, an establishment, have a conversation with a barista that isn't about stopping the influx of the, the Marxist mafia calling themselves Democrats from destroying the, the, the state. So they've managed to do that through certain integrity laws and voter registration and the rest of it. But these sewer ghetto states, they like voter fraud. So we can't break it if our fellow American doesn't want it, Right. I agree with you completely. You know, I'm from southern Louisiana originally, and I, I don't know if it's the Chicagoans or the southern Louisianians who have a, a richer experience with voter fraud and corrupt politicians. I think we might win on that score. It's a toss-up. But, you know, it's the, a toss-up. The, the, the Democrats, you know, last year a team of uh, friends and I, we translated Candace Owens' blackout into Japanese, and it was a huge hit. People had no idea what was going on in the United States. And... You know, to, to get to your original point about the national divorce, you know, it's not that we need a divorce from one another. It's 
basically the Democrats. And I think, you know, the, the Blexit <laughs> movement, get out of the Democrat ghettos. And I don't mean just in big cities, but across the country. You know, the, if you can just de-Democrat the country, you've gone 90% of the way to solving the problems. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, well, a you managed to do that. You moved to Japan. Tell us a little bit what yeah, life I, is I, like I in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. I got out of the Democrat stronghold. I mean, it's no Japan is not a perfect place, but you don't have a government that's actively trying to destroy the country, and that's that's something. You know? Now you have the financial problems. You have the right. the Keynesian soiree of debt and the nuanced creation out of more debt to protect. Yes. Right. You have that. But what don't you have that America has? Because what I see you don't have is you don't have the character of the citizen that is very comfortable being a criminal. Yeah, we have what I used to have growing up as a kid, which is a moral assumption. Not that everyone follows it, but it's and there are criminals here, too. But there's a certain moral code. You, you pull your pants up and you don't steal things. You don't throw litter on the sidewalk and you tell the truth. I mean, things that are assumed of civilized people. I'm sure you had this growing up. I had this growing up. And suddenly in the United States, I wake up and the whole thing's been turned upside down. The moral code is a joke. But, you know, if, if you have just basic moral assumptions, it's amazing how well a society can run. Not perfectly, Well, you've got those you've got but, those yakuza's and they all walk around with those fingers like Rahm Emanuel. Do you think that's why Rahm Emanuel became the ambassador to Japan? That's a, that's a good question. You know, Rahm Emanuel, the, the thing about Japan and this is part of Washington's corruption, that Tokyo, not, not Japan, but Tokyo is the lapdog of Washington. I mean, the bases are here. The politicians basically keep this country servile to Washington. The prime minister, Kishida, I mean, he's, he's the, you know, I call him the pochi, the, the lapdog of, of Biden. Emmanuel is what's called a Japan handler. And, you know, Japan needs to be kept in line by these. He's a, he's a satrap. He's the proconsul of Washington. Yeah. And if Japan is looking to get independent, which was happening with the late prime minister, Abe-san, then you need to send in a fixer. And I think Emmanuel is the kind of guy who comes in and says, look, you're going to be our slave until the end of time. I'm pretty sure Emmanuel is the Washington Yakuza who was sent to keep order here in Tokyo. I like this. I like this a lot because I, I, I love the idea because he's the perfect representative of the what I call the Marxist mafia, the Democrat mafia. Yes. And he's yes. going to get along with that underbelly. And, you know, I'm wondering the rich history I, I, of Japan. Japan, if I'm not mistaken, you're the only ones... And when I say you, I mean Japan. Japan is the only ones that didn't fall to the uh, to the Genghis or uh, Kublai Khan, right? They're, you're the only ones that fought him off. He pretty much conquered everybody, but Japan, he couldn't do it. And I'm wondering, yep. what, what is the history like there? Are they aware of this? Are they proud of it? What is it like there? Sadly, you know, this is something that most Americans and most Japanese don't know. The the Washington psychologically, they ran one of the biggest psyops in, I think, American history against the Japanese people. It's called the War Guild Information Program. During the occupation, beginning in 1945, the, not, not, not the entire occupation, but the political wing ran a, a psyops against the Japanese people. 
telling them that their culture is bad and Japanese history is bad, I mean, just down the line from the beginning, and American culture and American democracy is the only future. Textbooks were censored. It was forbidden to talk about the imperial history of Japan. The the, the entire war was blamed on Japan. I mean, Pearl Harbor, of course, but I mean, the, the, every bad thing that happened was... The so they don't talk Japan. about prior to the imperial powers destroying the nation? They don't talk about what Japan was like prior to World War II, and they don't, they don't know about the symbiotic relationship that America had with that pre-Third Reich Japan? They don't talk about that? His, history is very skewed here. I mean, obviously they talk about, you know, the, the warlords and the daimyo and the Tokugawas and the, and the Oda Nobunagas. They talk about, you know, the, the big history, but the imperial household history is very heavily censored. The first, I think, 38 emperors are, you, you can't talk about them because it, it, it stretches back to a time before there was historical writing. And when it comes to the, the Mongol invasions, I mean, everyone here knows that the Mongols were beaten back, but I don't think they know the martial spirit that, you know, the martial spirit in Japan developed over time, and it wasn't just a set thing, but... They're the only the ones to beat them back. Was, they, they beat them back four or five times, right? Yeah, they beat them back. I think there was a there was a small king, perhaps in Hungary, who also beat the Mongols back. They, the, the Japanese beat the Mongols back twice. And the second time, I think, was in 1279. And they, there was hard fighting on the beach. I mean, you yeah. have Mongol, it, it, just, just like what's going to happen in Taiwan when the racist communist party shows up and tries to take I mean, it. It's going to be hard fighting on the beach, and it's going to be Normandy. And yes, that's it what is. They had here, and that, that toughened these people in Japan. And, and there was a martial spirit that the American occupation just killed. You know, it's, it's a shame, but this is the country of samurai, and suddenly we have to rely on American bases to protect us? It, it just doesn't make any sense. The history has been killed. It's really now, a shame. But there are people fighting back. Have they embraced the history of the Americans rebuilding Japan and teaching them, to a certain extent, the philosophy of the assembly line and the philosophy of capitalism? Do they know about the... MacArthur and his generals that helped bring capitalism to Japan. Is that taught? Well, the, I mean, the, the, the history of, of the occupation is taught to a certain extent. But what's, you know, if you look back before the occupation, Japan was a democratic country. And some of the biggest capitalist um, organizations in the world were here. Mitsui, Mitsubishi, yeah. Mitomo. These were big capitalist uh, groups like you had in the United States, like Ford, or, you know, the, the, the big... The, mm -hmm. the big manufacturers, GE. So they had that here in the beginning, but I think a lot of people think that the occupation brought Japan all good things. They don't remember that there were pretty good things here before the occupation, too. So it's kind of skewed. It, it's, a, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to join me. Thank and you. I, I'm assuming when you see Rahm Emanuel, he's got those uh, Yakuza sunglasses on because he blends right in. He's exactly the proper size with the nine <laughs> fingers. Is he driving Boy, like guy, one of those yeah, low riders, like Tokyo drifting in the parking spaces? How's it look? <laughs> yeah, it could very well be. He could be missing a little finger by now. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, I, I, I wish you, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy your writings, really. And we can see you in Mises Wire. And you have any new books coming out? Because how many books have you written? 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just had one come out last month. Uh, I guess maybe seven or eight. Well, shoot me the know. title of the one last month so I could uh, buy it from you. Okay, it's all in, they're all in Japanese. Oh, well, I can't buy it from you. Uh, do you hire like well, a translator? Another, I... Yeah, I've got a new English book coming out, a co-written book coming out later this year on a pretty controversial historical topic. So maybe maybe we can talk about that when it comes out. I love it. Please come back. I've enjoyed it very much. Jason Morgan, thank you very much. In the meantime, I'll keep an eye out for you and Mises Wire, the American conservative, among other places. Thank you. Thank you. God bless America. That's right. I love it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, I got to go to... I got to go to Greg. Greg at Rogers Park. What you- hey, Sean. Sean, you know, the uh, the disgusting and uh, dishonest fake news media is taking uh, Saturday, which is Earth Day, trying to make oh. everyone feel guilty about using gas stoves, yeah. uh, fuel combusted engines and everything. They're like this terrible climate crisis. My thing is, for billions of years, climate has been changing, going up and down or whatever. I'm celebrating Earth Day by buying more styrofoam plates, plastic yeah. silverware, oh, and buying more uh, styrofoam cups. And, oh. uh, you know, that's how I'm going to Well, the funny thing is, Greg, in these, in these Democrat ghettos, do you think the people who are throwing their bags of food out of the window really give a rip about Earth Day? This is only a scheme nope. to profit from, from, from really backdoor nationalizing our entire energy industries. Thank you very much for the talk. But there's good news. There's some uh, phenomenal news for you guys. We're building the clean transportation sector from expanding elect- to uh, electric buses, electrifying our government fleet of vehicles, to providing new tax credits for making and buying electric vehicles. Now, do you think Dementia Face knows that those holes in the wall aren't magic? That what actually is producing that energy is good old-fashioned energy the American way. Coal, natural gas, oil, black gold. George in Naperville. Sean, this, our new Chicago mayor is worried about the idle youths, and he wants to keep them busy with summer work programs. How about if he puts them on the street with a tin can asking for change, change, change yeah. to support that Obama library that's oh, in trouble? I do miss that Chicago song. You remember? You heard it on every corner. Streetwise! Whatever happened to that? Teresa on the Brass Coast. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Hi, McBeth. Do they still um, have the Do they still right. have the Streetwise guys? Streetwise, they got them. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I think. Ah. <laughs> Only now they don't sell the paper. They break your window, take your wallet, and just leave one behind. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I just loved your interviews, both of them, with Mark Anthony and Jason Morgan. Oh. And regarding your interview with uh, Mark Anthony. Here's my take on politicians staying silent on fentanyl and every other drug. If it doesn't affect them and their family personally, they don't care. And if yes. it does, they keep quiet. Yeah. And they tell their kids to be like Hunter. Just smoke crack and bank right. $30 underage hookers. Do not touch the fentanyl. Yeah, I like it. you got to give advice to your kids. And the Democrats, after all, they're so great at raising kids. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Oh, I got 30 seconds right before the break. I'll say this. I think we should have a national separation. That's what you and I are doing. We're yeah. out of the house, but we got to keep 
eye on everything. Otherwise, the, the wife is going to run up the credit card to get further done. <laughs> He's also going to have your friends come over and ruin the value of the house. That's why you got to have a friend who lives by go in and make sure nothing's broken. Did you ever think about teaching? Because you just did more for Econ 101 kids and CPS than those fat communists ever did. I like it. Thank you very much, Kevin in Austin, Texas. And if you'd like to teach any classes, it's 312-642-5600 when I get back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Brandon Tatum, tonight at 7, right before Jay Sekulow at 9 on AM560, The Answer. Two good guys, really. Two good guys. At Jay Sekulow, I like his brain. Vote to eliminate the investments. I said brain. We had to play a KJP clip because she didn't get where she is by her brain. It's Marjorie, dummy. Will Congresswoman Majority, Majority Taylor Green vote to eliminate the investments? Help. No, no, no. What did what, she even say? Canada? This is the same chick that brought us to Canada. Will Congresswoman Majority, Majority Taylor Green? You should know it. After all, it was one of the greatest moments in congressional hearing history, the way I see it. This is the gentlelady from Georgia, Miss Green. That was quite entertaining from someone that had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy, and everyone knows it. But I moved to take her words down. By the way, this Democrat from New York, listen to this moron. You're lucky I'm not married to her. Completely inappropriate. Yeah, stand by just a second while we research the rule. Um, give me just a second. Just make it up, you fascist pig. I need to reclaim my, make sure I have my full five minutes. A motion has been made. The gentleman will, uh, the committee will suspend and the gentleman will state the words that he wishes taken down. Everything that the gentlelady from Georgia has said. No. It doesn't work like that, you New York moron. Doesn't work like that. You need to be more specific. Accusations of an affair with a Chinese spy. You mean the fact that he was banging Fang Fang? You moron. I mean, it wasn't as bad as Diane Feinstein with that speed racer hairdo who was driven around for 20 plus years by a Chinese spy, Matsumoto. Those are engaging in personalities and they should. No, no, no. It's an accusation of treason, moron. It's an accusation of treason. And it's because he is a traitor. Those words should be taken down, and the gentlelady should not be able to speak anymore in this hearing. I mean, even the Chinese spy, do you really think she was attracted to this wall? wall? Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. I don't think that's some hard work. Hope she got some good information. God knows what she had to do to get it. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, I was listening to the guest about a uh, national divorce. I'm, my opinion is that a geographic national divorce is not possible because the left controls the whole West Coast and you could have it has a big hand. You could have it. Thanks to the regulations, it's now good for nothing except housing homeless morons to shoot up and defecate in the streets. But the majority of our imports come through the left coast. Oh, that's only because of the unions. No, there's coasts all over the country. It's only because of the strength of that how you doing. 
Long Beach Union, where they refuse to automate. But here in Florida, they're automated. We do it faster, better, and cheaper. Like everywhere, there isn't some get, mafia Democrats. But how are you going to get shipments from uh, the East when China has a big hand in controlling the Panama Canal? We're going to have to get our imports from oh, Africa or David, Europe. we'll bring it to Mexico. We'll strap it on some cartel members, and they'll run it right through. There's obviously no jam up. Just pretend, tell everybody it's fentanyl. It'll run right through the border. We're fine with it. You've got to think like Democrats do. I mean, it's easy. Of course, it's a little hard when you really try to reason with them. And the extreme mega Republicans are trying to sensationalize an issue that doesn't really exist in the way that they are falsely portraying. You mean where you want men to pretend they're women and play in sports? So we could pretend that some six-foot moron is a female swimmer? Or so that pop belly 65-year-old man is a female admiral? Finally, there are some women that decided to stand up. She is a Congress birthing person, Nancy Mace, and I love her. For years, the left has been telling us to follow the science. Well, today, Republicans are following the, silent, the science by protecting women and girls in sports. At the age of 14, I was molested by a friend of one of my coaches. At the age of 16, I was raped by a classmate in high school. Before a woman ever sets foot in a locker room, before she ever sets foot on the courts, before she ever first dives for her first swim meet, she's already in a vulnerable position. And we need to protect our women and girls in sports because of these vulnerabilities. And we have worked too damn hard to put up with the bullshit of the left that wants to take our achievements away from us. It took a hundred years after the women, uh, women's suffrage and women got the right to vote before South Carolina ever had its first female Republican ever elected to Congress. It took 154 years for the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, to have its first ever woman to graduate from the Citadel. And the left wants to take these rights and achievements away from women and girls. I'm a girl mom also. My girl is an athlete. I cannot imagine her having to be put in that position where there is a biological male in her locker room. Or if she's trying to compete for a college scholarship that it gets taken away by a man who's much stronger and has much greater physical capabilities than she does. It's true. But man, are they ugly. I mean, they're fracking ugly. This is the beauty of the future. In the future, I'm not going to have to pretend this is a woman. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical... Now, you're just a fat man dressed like a lady. ...mental and behavioral health. And as your ash, I will... Not my ash. You're not my ash. You're the poster for medical disorders. Yeah, you are. I'll ...continue that focus and support policy initiatives to improve Americans' physical and mental well-being. Mental? Says a 65-year-old man with long hair dressed in a woman's outfit. Uh, it's complete and total bullshit. It's cruel because of all of that. I would be remiss if I didn't curse today. But because of all the glass ceilings that we have broken, you see many women history makers uh, here today, we need to protect our women and girls, and this is the first step. I agree with you, Nancy Mace. There's another good thing in the future. In the future, all states will not allow these communist sympathizing teachers to talk sex to their children. 
Oh, it's going to be beautiful, just like it was in the past, before the mafia took over. I also want to say a word about the decision yesterday made by the Florida Board of Education to expand the state's dystopian don't say gay law. It's not don't say gay. Hey, hey, dummy. I know you didn't get there because of your brain. It has nothing to do with don't say gay. It means that you and your communist sympathizing pervert union teachers, you don't get to talk to children about sexual acts. You know, like you're doing that sewer where they're running rampant. As this measure takes effect, it will prohibit all students up to seniors in high school from learning about our, learning about or discussing LGBTQI plus people in the classrooms. No, it doesn't. It doesn't do any of that. Do you even know what it does, stupid? Good thing there's a Florida politician to read it to you, dummy. Nation. Instructional materials shall include the vital contributions of African Americans to... Uh, that's the wrong clip. But that's all right. I got the wrong clip. But you know what I mean. The clip, the, the law is very simple. It means you cannot teach sexual acts, not about sex, sexual acts to children all the way through high school. You know, the way it used to be versus now where we're normalizing. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, man, baby. mental. And- yeah, that's exactly right. And my kid isn't going to pretend you're a woman because my kid's a woman. She's not going to pretend some man belongs in the dressing room when she's getting ready. Doesn't happen. She's still got daddy to call. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How you doing today? Splendid. How are you? Oh, good. This great. You know, you know. I was listening to Prof this morning, and he was talking about those two uh, young people who were over on. Uh, oh, I think I was on the Magnificent Mile, and the they were being yeah. beat up. The yeah. tragic mile. They got beat up by the the yeah. CPS honor roll students. Yes. Yeah, and the police drove by. Maybe yeah. um, there. Maybe the uh, crowd was waiting for a. They should send out a security guard and a social worker, like the mayor wants to do for all these type of cases and homicides. What do you think? I think maybe the police didn't want to get sued because the police realized if they arrested him, just like those kids that stole the car and got a misdemeanor, there's no point in arresting him. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice. I love this song. Look at McBeth. And then this four-day job assignment on a high note. In the meantime, I have to tell you, I am so annoyed by every aspect of this corrupt whore called the president, this usurper, this illegitimate buffoon, how he is destroying our nation. I know it's intentional. There's no question in my mind. But do we even know where the money is going? We have no idea. The Pentagon has lost $6 trillion. And to this day, they have no idea where the money is going, where it is, or where the future money goes. Unfortunately, as I sit here today, I cannot assure this committee or the American taxpayer we are not currently funding the Taliban. I haven't seen a starving Taliban fighter on TV. They all seem to be fat, dumb, and happy. I see a lot of starving Afghan children on TV. Yeah, which means that the Taliban is clearly voting Democrat. And whoever runs and wants to win, it's simple. You will remove every bureaucrat that was hired. 
everybody, every policy that was implemented, every regulation, you will do that and you will win. Now, the question is, does the system have any integrity anymore? I don't think so. I think the whole damn thing is corrupted. Any system that would elect this moron to do absolutely anything. Guess what? Gross economy. Benefits everybody. Hurts nobody. Not one of the over 87 LLCs that we know of, 117 that we suspect ever audited by the IRS. How in the world could that be? There is breaking news in the federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden's tax returns. An attorney for an IRS supervisor sent a letter to lawmakers today asking for whistleblower protection, saying his client has information that suggests the investigation is being improperly influenced by, quote, preferential treatment and politics. Here- Representative Republic? I don't think so. Organized syndicate more like it. We'll discuss that in more in 21 hours.